Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk entertainment. Oh, it's a Thursday show. It's a Friday show. We had a great stream on Thursday. Uh, if you didn't get the chance to take a look at it, make sure you go and watch the replay of it. It was a lot of fun, a lot of good information, a lot of good comments. I think I always say it before, and I, and I always mean it, mean it from the bottom of my heart. I have some of the best subscribers on YouTube and some of the smartest in regards to not only football, but the Giants as well. Want to talk about Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach for the Giants? Want to talk about OTAs, everything that's going on? Because you know what? We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Bobby Johnson. uh, Bobby Johnson, who was the offensive line coach for the Giants, is an interesting guy. He's an interesting dude if you take a look at his career. He's he's been around for a while. Um, The only thing I don't don't understand, and I'm not sure if I fully... um, can appreciate it is the fact that he's bounced around quite a bit. He started his career in Akron from like 95 as a graduate assistant. Then he was at my Miami, excuse me, Miami of Ohio, Indiana, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Detroit, the Raiders, Indianapolis, the bills, and then over to the giants. I will say this. If you are a true quality offensive line coach, you, you, you are sometimes hard pressed to get to, to, to have a team want to move on from you unless you decide that you are going to move into the higher rankings, maybe into an offensive coordinator position and try to position yourself into becoming a head coach. But he has gone from assistant line coach to tight ends coach to tight ends coach, assistant line coach to tight ends coach to assistant offensive line coach, to offensive line coach, to now the Giants offensive line coach. So I'm not judging that in his career or, or saying that his career is going to be defined uh, by this, but I just find that interesting. But I also find it interesting some of the comments that he made yesterday. He was talking about the Giants' offensive line. He was talking about the things that they need to do and the players that they have. And I actually found it quite interesting, some of the things that he said. And, and this is this is one of the things that I found interesting said when he was talking about John Feliciano. He feels like he has something to prove every day. Uh, that one's a player is a man. And I know that's how he plays. He plays with an edge that you want your room to have. Um, I jokingly, when I write the depth chart every day on the board, I write their names or their nicknames, and his is Dirtbag. That's how he plays. Not in an illegal fa- fashion, but he plays the game on the edge. And you have to have that. And sometimes if you don't have that in each guy, you have to develop that kind of attitude in the room. And John plays that way. Um, Mark Glowinski plays that way. I think we have other guys that will play that way, and they'll find from me as their coach, if they don't play that way, they will not play. And I think that was an interesting comment. And and I love the fact that he's saying that you need and – and if anyone that's played professional football or in college football at a high level, you understand sometimes you do need to play on the edge. The, there is that line between being a dirty player and being a tough player. There, there It's a very, very fine – it's a finite line. But there's been plenty of players that have walked that line. I walked that line in college. You know, between being dirty and just being tough. And and I think he actually understands what the, Bobby Johnson is, what the offensive line coach, not the wide receiver, understands what that means. And I think he is trying to create that type of atmosphere with the Giants. And he's trying to create, and, and I've said this before, and this is something the Giants have been lacking for years. They're trying to create an identity. They're trying to create a philosophy. You go back to the Giants teams and the, the Super Bowls teams, they always had a they always had an identity. They always had a philosophy. And I think that's what he's trying to do with this squad. 
I, the only thing I didn't like is in the comment was the fact that uh, when he was talking about the offensive line and what it went through last year, he says, I would say this, I noticed a sense of this in their in their profession called scar tissue, or not to make light of the situation, some say it's PTSD, or other things that happen to you that shape your identity or shape your philosophy. And there are some guys I've interacted with that have had that because of the things that have happened in recent past. I don't buy that. I'm sorry, I've been, I've been around the league as well. I've been, I've been in college. I don't buy that. I think a lot of times people, and I also don't like the PTSD because I, I know a lot of veterans and I know people that have actually have that and, and are suffering in reference to combat. But I, 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 I just don't, I don't, that statement I didn't like because I don't think a coaching staff defines you. I think losing defines you. There are certain players that I think, and this is kind of going back to what he's talking about, there are certain players in my mind that have what they refer to as a loser mentality. That anything that goes wrong is not their fault. They want to blame everyone else for everything else, and 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 they never want to take responsibility. And I think what I like about Bobby Johnson right now is the fact that he's trying to create a unit that is going to be responsible for themselves, responsible for their teammates, and work as a unit. And we talked about this yesterday. We talked about the Giants. To me, this first year, and I've said it before, the Giants this first year under... Brian Dable and the Shane are, are potentially are going to be a collection of talent and not a team. And that, and there's a difference between being a collection of talent and actually being a cohesive unit. Cause sometimes as a team, you do not need to have the best talent to succeed. But sometimes you, when you, when you have a collection of talent, it's not working together as a unit who will not succeed. And I think what the Giants are going to do and what they've been trying to do with all these roster moves and everything else is build that cohesive unit, build the guys, build into the guys that they think will fit the system and work with them to make sure they fit the system as a unit. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Bobby Johnson can do with this unit. I'm interested to see what the takeaways are when we actually get into training camp. Once you get into the dog days of training camp, that's where you're going to learn about players. Not in OTAs, not in shorts and helmets. You're not learning anything about anything. Like I said, and what you're seeing at OTAs, how many, how many players have we seen excel in OTAs and then crash and burn in training camp? There's too many of them. There's too many to discuss. So let's get into training camp, and then we can see what's going on. But I do like Bobby Johnson's philosophy. And I, I love the, I love the dirtbag comment. I love that because I've heard that comment millions of times before, especially if you've ever been in NFL locker rooms. Yeah. And even college, like there, there are players that are dirtbags and it's not a comment that is derogatory as he's saying. It's just, it's just, it's just, you got a nastiness to you. You don't, you're not a dirty player, but you got a nastiness. Uh, the Giants had their third and final OTA of the week. They will be back next week. Uh, they had some seven on seven, 11 on 11 drills. They evidently had, a, and this again, it was nice that the actual media could come out and see the Giants. So, because everything was coming from the Giants in house media. So, they had a two, they had a two hour practice with basically with a handful of drills. Evidently, there was a lot of guys walking around in red jerseys. Red jerseys mean don't hit me. <laughs> Don't hit me. Uh, Kadarius Tony was one of them, but he was actually in this, you know, in the building and working. 
Uh, he warmed up and caught some say he came, you know with some catches and he, um, he stays and they were saying what are they saying he warmed up and caught some stationary passes before practice otherwise he didn't participate in any team drills or individual drills of course Dorling Shepard is coming back from that Achilles uh, kind of much kind of did the similar thing Kenny G was also in a red jersey but they're not saying why you know but they're not gonna they're not gonna tell you why right now because like I said it's OTAs it's all good. Uh, Daniel Jones, they said, had an up and down day. Um, they unofficial. Some people unofficially tracked him on the eleven on the drill, eleven drills at eight for eleven. But then he threw a bad interception downfield that was picked off by Julian Love. And I love it because you know it's one of those things you, you have to defend Daniel Jones. He throws interception. What well, wasn't his fault? His top targets were David Sills and Alex Bachman. <laughs> so it was. It was. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> So, so it was everyone else's fault. This is what I talk about, though, in reference to Bobby Johnson saying you got to have an edge. You got to have a nastiness, but you also have to accept responsibility. That's all I'm going to say, because I love it because one reporter said it wasn't exactly the murderer's row. And then they come back and say, you also missed David Sills on a rollout to the back end of the end zone. Um you know, evidently the love interception was a good play. It's, it's, it's and the people are saying it was a sort of throw that Dable seems to be pushing Jones to make in practice. And these are the things we've talked about, about going downfield. I, you got to, you have to get concerned about Daniel Jones ability to throw downfield. I know people say, well, two years ago, pro football focus had him ranked the fifth best passer throwing the ball downfield. Yeah, but he threw 13 attempts. Everyone else had like 44. So, uh, I mean, there, there were times last year when he took the shots downfield that he either underthrew or threw the ball out of bounds. Um, but like I said, it's, you know, only time is going to tell to see what we're going to do. And then Brian Dable come out and says, we want to make sure we protect the ball. But again, you can't go out there and play afraid. Be smart, not reckless. If you will, it will if he gets a shot on the right read, let's go. I want him to turn it loose. I, I still, you know, it's funny that you weren't the guy that's uh, the guy that's turnover prone. You want to turn loose. So it, it is what it is. But like I said, it's still practice. And again, they said there was a bunch of players that were wearing red jerseys. Limited practice yesterday was going to be uh, Andrew Thomas, Blake Martinez, which we knew. Quincy Roche, Cam Brown, TJ Brunson, Richie James, and Austin Prohl. Uh, non-participants were Kenny G, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Matt from Connecticut, Nick Gates, Colin Johnston, Jamal Douglas, and uh, Rodarius Williams. Of course, those are all things. Uh, you had a couple people that weren't in the building. You had Dexter Lawrence and uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. That were, uh, they were excused for personal reasons. While uh, Rondale, uh, excuse me, Wondell Robinson was also absent, uh, but he did attend the rookie mini, uh, the rookie, uh, what, while, what, he was absent, I can't talk today, uh, while he attended the mandatory rookie, rookie symposium. I love the rookie symposium. And, and I'll, 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 I'll have to get into a story about the rookie symposium because I've actually been to one. And it's funny because they have former players that come in and talk to uh, the rookies and most of these guys, I'm not going to say a lot. Most I'm not going to, I'm not going to paint with a broad stroke, but some of the guys fall asleep in these meetings. They don't really pay attention, but you have former players that come in and basically tell you how they lost all their money, how they trusted the wrong people, how they thought the money train was never going to end, you know, and, and, and you would think that these guys would listen more because you know, some people, this is going to be their big payday. This is their lottery. But sometimes, you know what happens? The lottery money runs out. So I just hope that some of these guys, um, you know, really understand 
uh, what's going on. Kayvon Thibodeau pulled himself out of some drills late in practice. Uh, he got twisted to the ground, they're saying, but he seemed to be okay at the end of the practice. All the new players the Giants signed, all the defensive backs um, that the Giants signed on Wednesday and Thursday were uh, were in uniform. Um, was there anything else? Exciting? I'm trying to read through all the Twitter, see if anything else was exciting. Uh, let's see. The, the starting giant offensive line yesterday was uh, Corey Cunningham. I actually like Corey Cunningham. Uh, Shane Lemieux, John Feliciano, right guard, Malia, excuse me, Mark Lewinsky, and Evan Neal at right tackle. They say in the big competition seems to still be remaining with Lemieux um, at the left guard position. But he's getting pushed by the uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, one of the rookies and uh, and uh, one of the veterans we signed as well. I, I, I think he's probably going to end up starting. Um, you know, all in all, they're saying that, you know, like I said, it, it is what it is. The backups evidently, the backup quarterbacks evidently had a rough time. Tyrod Taylor was sacked at least three times by uh, Ward, the outside linebacker, and Jalen Holmes and uh, defensive end, and, uh, what's his name, Ryder Anderson. So, you know what? I mean, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it, it is what it is. But third string quarterback Davis Webb had a nice connection on a deep ball to CJ Ward during a seven on seven drill that would have scored a touchdown. But then they're saying he was a little bit more inaccurate. I, f- I did find it interesting that Jaron Williams, uh, evidently they're saying he appears, or he is appearing to be uh, being moved to safety full time. I mean, the guy, the kid's shown some skills at the corner position. He filled in late last year when, uh, when we had a bunch of injuries. I mean, I like the fact that he also has the flexibility to play both the outside and the inside in reference to a cornerback position. But I guess adding him to the safety mix is because of the fact that we're kind of, um, you know, we're kind of we're kind of at a quandary. We're kind of at a crossroad at that safety position. So, you know what? But like I said, it's the OTAs. It's 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 just it's fun to talk about because the Giants are back in the swing of it. It's it's good to see the guys on the field. But you know what? Once we get to mandatory mini camps and once we get into training camp, that's when we're really going to see this team take shape, take form. And we're going to start to see the Dable Kafka and the Wink system. Oh, I just got to talk about Kafka real quick. I love it because everyone's like, I love it because everyone is like, because Mike Kafka came out and said, Daniel Jones is a smart kid. He's this, he's this, he's this. And everyone's like, look, they love him. And I thought to myself, are people really this obtuse? What do you want Kafka to come out and say? I think he sucks. We're going to get rid of him next year. He can't throw the deep ball. He can't go through his progressions. Of course, he's going to say everything nice under the sun. Oh, I tell you, sometimes I do feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And again, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you subscribe, if you ring that bell, you know what it means, that'd be awesome.